Hello friends, thank you for joining me on The Daily Dose. Welcome back to another episode. Yesterday we learned that after creating man and the world, God set aside a special day, the Sabbath day. The Sabbath was the final touch of creation, the icing on the cake. A time when we literally unplug from our weekly chores to spend time in worship with the Lord. Today's topic is New Circumstances, Tuesday, August 24th. Father God, we are just thankful that you have spared our lives for another day where we can come aside and we can study your word. We pray, Father, that you'll send the Holy Spirit to guide us in our studies. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. After 40 years of wandering in the desert, a new generation with vague, if any, memories of Egypt had grown up. They had a very different life experience from that of their parents. This new generation had witnessed their parents' continued lack of faith, and as a consequence, they too had to wander in the wilderness as their parents' generation died off. They were privileged to have the sanctuary in the center of their camp and could see the cloud indicating God's presence hovering over the tabernacle. When it moved, they knew that it was time to pack up and follow. This cloud that provided shade during the day and light and heat at night was a constant reminder of God's love and care for them. What personalized reminder of the Sabbath rest did they have? Let's read Exodus 16, 14 to 31. And the next morning dew covered the ground. After the dew had gone, the desert was covered with thin flakes that looked like frost. The people had never seen anything like this, and they started asking each other, What is it? Moses answered, This is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. And he orders you to gather about two quarts for each person in your family. That should be more than enough. They did as they were told. Some gathered more and some gathered less according to their needs, and none was left over. Moses told them not to keep any overnight. Some of them disobeyed, but the next morning what they kept was stinking and full of worms, and Moses was angry. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed, and in the heat of the day, the rest melted. However, on the sixth day of the week, everyone gathered enough to have four quarts instead of two. When the leaders reported this to Moses, he told them that the Lord had said, Tomorrow is the Sabbath, a sacred day of rest in honor of me. So gather all you want to bake or boil, and make sure you save enough for tomorrow. The people obeyed, and the next morning the food smelled fine and had no worms. You may eat the food, Moses said. Today is the Sabbath in honor of the Lord, and there won't be any of this food on the ground today. You will find it there for the first six days of the week, but not on the Sabbath. A few of the Israelites did go out to look for some, but there was none. Then the Lord said, Moses, how long will you people keep disobeying my laws and teachings? Remember that I was the one who gave you the Sabbath. That's why on the sixth day I provide enough bread for two days. Everyone is to stay home and rest on the Sabbath. 
and so they rested on the Sabbath. The Israelites called the bread manna. It was white like coriander seed and delicious as wafers made with honey. Contrary to popular theology, these verses prove that the seven-day Sabbath predated the giving of the law at Sinai. What happened here? The special food that God supplied was a daily reminder of the fact that the Creator sustained His creation. In a very tangible way, God was supplying their needs. Every day was a miracle with the food appearing and disappearing with the sun. Anytime that anyone tried to hoard for the next day, it would rot and stink. And yet, every Friday there was enough for a double portion and the leftover to be eaten on Sabbath remained miraculously fresh. Israel now had the sanctuary service and all the laws and regulations recorded in Leviticus and Numbers. Still, the aged Moses summoned everyone and repeated their history, revisited the laws that God had given. See Deuteronomy 5, 6, 22. The one who brought you out of Egypt where you were slaves. Do not worship any god except me. Do not make idols that look like anything in the sky or on earth or in the ocean under the earth. Don't bow down and worship idols. I am the Lord your God, and I demand all your love. If you reject me and worship idols, I will punish your families for three or four generations. But if you love me and obey my laws, I will be kind to your families for thousands of generations. Do not misuse my name. I am the Lord your God, and I will punish anyone who misuses my name. Show respect for the Sabbath day. It belongs to me. You have six days when you can do your work, but the seventh day of the week belongs to me, your God. No one is to work on that day, not you, your children, your oxen, or donkeys, or any other animal, not even those foreigners who live in your towns. And don't make your slaves do any work. This special day of rest will remind you that I reached out my mighty arm and rescued you from slavery in Egypt. Respect your father and mother, and you will live a long and successful life in the land I am giving you. Do not murder. Be faithful in marriage. Do not steal. Do not tell lies about others. Do not want anything that belongs to someone else. Don't want anyone's wife or husband, house, land, slaves, oxen, donkeys, or anything else. When we were gathered on the mountain, the Lord spoke to us in a loud voice from the dark, fiery cloud. The Lord gave us these commands, and only these. Then he wrote them on two flat stones and gave them to me. This new generation finally was poised to enter the Promised Land. Israel was about to undergo a change of leadership, and an age Moses wanted to ensure that this generation would remember who they were and what their mission was. He did not want them repeating the mistakes of their parents. And so he repeated God's law. The Ten Commandments were repeated so that this generation 
poised on the brink of conquering Canaan, would not forget. In our personal experience, the second coming of Jesus never will be more than a few moments after we die. Hence, his return is always near, perhaps even nearer than we might imagine. How does keeping the Sabbath remind us not only of what God has done for us, but also of what He will do for us when He returns? I certainly hope you're enjoying these lessons. Let me hear from you so we can discuss any questions you may have. Father God, we want to thank you for your word that proves that the Sabbath is your day of rest. Please help us to practice resting and communing with you on this particular day. In Jesus' name, amen. Join me tomorrow with another episode entitled Another Reason to Rest. <laughs>